everybody, this is Ty with Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This week, I'm gonna be talking to you about the top five traits that the number 1% of salespeople possess. So the first trait that the top salespeople possess is being able to control their time. So I've always been asked, uh, I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interviews with salespeople, and the one thing that always comes up is why do people fail here? Which is a good question for an interview to ask, right? If we're hiring, it's because we've lost people or expanding, so you wanna know why you're interviewing for the job or why there's an opening. Fair question. My always, my always answer though is why do people fail here is time management. And I've seen this over and over again with really, really talented salespeople. They can be persuasive, they can build rapport easily, they can have the right type of product knowledge, the passion can be there, but if they can't manage their time, they're never able to maximize their ability of being the elite, elite, top 1% salespeople. You can still be a decent salesperson, but you will never be in the top echelon of salespeople if you cannot control your time. So one of the ways to combat this is by making a daily to-do list. You know, I make a power list, uh, top five things every day that I have to accomplish. Um, so you know, generally what I say, you should make a list. If you had to just, if you could only accomplish three to five things, your top priorities, what would they be? You need to do those every single day, right? You need to have, be honed in. For me, it's prospecting, uh, having my team prospect, it's obtaining uh, new quotes, it's working on our current uh, deals that are in underwriting and making sure those are closing. So if I accomplish nothing else, I want to make sure I hit my prospects, I work my quotes, and I'm dealing with underwriting that I can close the businesses out there because those are going to be, one, keeping my pipeline full, following up on leads that could potentially be closing for next month or in two months, and then one, closing the leads you currently have uh, this month. So those would be like top priorities for me. Again, you need to just hone in on the things that are going to make you most successful every single day. And then secondly, it sounds really basic, but not a lot salespeople do this. Not only people do this in general, but you need to have a schedule. You have a detailed schedule. My schedule is for every 30 minutes of my day. You know, and that could be, you know, 90 minutes I do calls or whatnot, but it's very detailed out from the moment that again at 745 to when I leave at 530 or six o'clock. Everything, every uh, minute is accounted for, uh, including the appointments, lunch, all of that. If you don't have a detailed schedule, you need to make one, but just making a schedule isn't going far enough. Then you need to stick to it without fail. Number one, control your time. All right. So you guys know, obviously I have my own podcast and I get asked a lot, you know, how do you make your podcast? How do you get started on that? And I will tell you, Anchor is the best source for making your podcast. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now you can match Anchor with great sponsors who will advertise your podcast for you. That means you can get paid to do a podcast right away. So in fact, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing and reading this right now, this ad that you're listening to. Uh, so if you're interested in creating your own podcast and or looking how to monetize it, then Anchor is the best way to go. Check it out. All right, and number two is seems really simple, and it is really simple, but you'd be believed how many times this doesn't happen in a sales organization or in a company, and that is believe in what you're selling. If you don't believe in your product or service, you're never going to be able to portray it to a client or um, a potential prospect that you really care because it's gonna come through with shaky confidence, lack of energy, lack of passion. There's gonna be no transfer of energy in the right type of way. You're not gonna impress the client because you don't truly believe in your heart and they're gonna pick up on that. So it's really gonna hurt your sales. So number two, believe in what you're selling. And if you don't believe in the product, move on to a new company, move on to a new industry.
100% need to get out of it. Number three, this should go without being uh, said, but you gotta be hungry. You gotta, you gotta wanna be number one. You gotta wanna be in the 1%. You know, uh, for what people may lack in talent, you can make up in work ethic. And sales is a grind. You know, anybody who thinks that sales is easy, uh, they're not good at it, in my opinion. Sales is not easy. It's a total grind. It's a total mental beast every single day. That's why I, you know, I put together videos on here about waking up and starting your day with the right type of mindset with visualizations, affirmations, hitting the gym, journaling about your goals, reading books to help you get better. Right? It's all about conditioning your mind to get better. But none of that can come. None of that, Nothing can happen without the work ethic. You got to be hungry for success. You know, the moment that a top salesperson starts to settle and get complacent is the moment they're not in the top 1% anymore of the organization because there's always someone below them that's trying to catch them. So you have to have a constant hunger. If you're number one and you've broken every record it is, then you got to start breaking your own records, right? Just setting the bar higher and higher based on what you have done. That's the only way you stay at uh, number one, stay on top is by continuing to be hungry. All right, number four is people with a high emotional intelligence typically do better in sales. I wouldn't say typically, they do do better in sales. I think that's been one of my superpowers that I've been blessed with is having a high EQ, they call it. And people with a high EQ on average make an additional $29,000 more than people who don't have one. And now some of us have it innate ability to be able to read other people, read body language, read tonality. You know when to be quiet in a conversation, you know to when engage in a conversation, you know when to wrap up a meeting, you know when to get off a phone call because you're constantly looking for little cues, tone inflections, seeing if they're engaged, understanding if they're engaged understanding how to re-engage them. Now, some of you may not have this, and that's okay. This is something that can be learned, and I would tell you the best way, one, you should read on it. Two, the best way to start to learn this skill is by listening. A lot of salespeople will hear what the prospect is saying, but they're not listening. They're hearing the information come in, but in their mind, they're thinking about the next thing they're gonna say, either a rebuttal, an objection, or the next point they wanna get across, the next statistic of their product or service, or how they can help somebody. But when you're thinking, you're not listening, right? It's very hard to be consumed by your thoughts, but then also to truly be listening and understanding what your prospect is saying. So really start to develop and hone that emotional intelligence will help you really cue in. I can tell when someone's on the phone and it's been 15 minutes and I've gotten their 15 minutes of time, they've had a great conversation and they start to get distracted. I can hear them start to type on the keyboard. I know it's time for me to get out, right? Other people won't necessarily understand that and they keep talking and then they start to turn the person off. They're not respecting their time anymore and they start to actually lose a sale when they had gained the sale. And so it's all about just learning and trying to read other people or reading the emotional intelligence and then uh, moving on when it's time to move on. All right, and the last skill you gotta have is you gotta be able to build rapport, right? I know it sounds really basic, but not a lot of people, again, especially rookies in the industry, any sales industry, they get really uh, ramped up about just starting to dump product info, dump service info, and they get they forget to connect on a human level. I was once told by a sales manager that there's seven billion people on the planet, and your ability or how fast you can connect with any one of your prospects is your ability to be able to sell them. And so I've always, I learned that early on, thank goodness. And so I never try to judge anybody, right? I just realized that like every single person I come into contact with, there's gonna be at least one thing I have in common with them. And they may look on the outside, like they're completely different from you. Especially for me, I'm a Californian who's now been selling, uh, you know, last two years, you guys have been following me in Georgia, and now I work in Texas, right? There's a stick bumper sticker 
that says don't California picture California my picture of Texas my Texas so it's not like Californians are really well liked in in Texas so I don't want that to deter me though right I just realized that maybe there might be a bit of a cultural difference from how I grew up and how people grew up here but people are people anywhere you know what people love here? People love football. I played football. People love baseball. I played baseball. You, you may not even, might even about that. They may mention that they're going on vacation. Oh, where are you going on vacation? I'm going to Maui. Well, well I've been to Maui, right? So it's, it's not necessarily always about you have to bond over your product or your service. Um, really what I try to do when I build rapport is looking for like common interest. It's outside of whatever I'm talking about or whatever I'm selling or whatever, you know, the, the product is or whatnot, because once they see that I'm not a salesperson, I'm just a person, then the guard automatically goes down. The barrier to entry automatically goes down. And that's what you want. Like, you know, I have something that I believe can really help people, right? And I hope that you do too. And so I just want to be able to connect with people and not let them think that I'm trying to sell them. I'm not trying to sell them. I'm trying to help provide a solution to whatever type of problems they're currently facing in their business. And so the better way for me to do that is for me to find a common interest, something that we have in common so we can get on the same type of playing field so they can relate to me and I can relate to them. And then we can get on to talking about what their current problem is when it comes to, to business. But then also it establishes a rapport for moving on for your retention, the longevity of your relationship. So if you know that you have a common thread of either being a father or, you know, being a son or, you know, maybe you did grow up in the same place or maybe you do have the same type of sports teams or maybe you went to the same college or whatever it could be. Maybe you have the same favorite color. It doesn't really matter. But that can be a common theme that you can go back to throughout the course of your relationship, right? So you can always build on that. And then you'll see a lot of things will spur off into other um, other stuff. I mean, I've had people, uh, clients that were, were from India. And one of my favorite books was Shantaram. And it was written about a guy who had lived in India. And so I, it was a 900 page book. So I got to learn a lot about Indian culture in this book. So I'm able to relate to people necessarily you wouldn't think from India and me being from California that we'd be on the same page, but there was a lot of similar interests when it comes to culture and food and whatnot. So think about that. When, if you're feeling like you're stuck with somebody, are you really listening to who they are? Have you picked up, you know, are they wearing a wedding ring, right? Maybe you can talk about how you're both are married or how long have you been married, you know, you're married, maybe that you can assume that they have kids. Whatever it is, and pick up on social cues. You know, what kind of shirt are they wearing? Are they wearing a sports memorabilia? Are they wearing a polo that has a college on it? You can talk to them about that. All kinds of different little clues and factors you can use to your advantage. Um, so anyway, so those are five of the main characteristics that I see when it comes to the top 1% of salespeople, right? You gotta be able to control your time. You gotta be able to believe in what you're selling. Gotta be hungry. Gotta be hungry. Gotta have that high EQ and you gotta be able to build rapport. So hopefully that was helpful. If you have any additional questions, I know it's kind of a short video for a lot of information, so please feel free to drop me a comment, ask me a question, hit me up on social media. Be more than happy to help you uh, with any more of those topics in depth. I really appreciate you watching. If you liked the video, would love a thumbs up. Anybody you would share with, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, the channel's been growing slowly but surely, and so I will keep putting it out. Um, I, I love all the support, and I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hope everyone's doing well and having a great weekend.